This is Mr. Olympia, Brandon Curry, and you're watching Think Big Bodybuilding Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of It's Just Bodybuilding. My co-host, Dusty Hanshaw, with his lovely co-pilot, Donna. Hey. And then, of course, Scott McNally, our producer. And um, I guess you're co-host now, too, for like the past year and a bit i guess but we still just call you the producer i guess because you like that well you have you have something we don't have you have you can just push a button and leave the show can i I can hang out hang up on you guys (laughs) shit like that you can just leave the show if you want but yeah Yeah, that's true that's true you know if i leave the show there's like an empty chair sitting here everybody stops talking like where the fuck did ron go where dusty goes they're like when's he coming back but you just make your whole window disappear and it's me and Dusty, and we're on our own. And I like that freedom. We want. I like that freedom. Yeah, you do. Yeah. A little the pressure freedom off me. to leave, even if you don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Ring the fucking bell. Yes. Yes. And uh, we're at about 20,000, guys. 20,000. 20, 20, 20, 20, on the verge. Yeah. On, on the, the verge. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Awesome. Thank you to everyone. Keep helping us out, you know. We uh, we don't do this as our like you know Dusty and I don't do this as our main gig. Obviously, we're we're busy boys, and Scott has a lot of podcasts on his hands, and we're really skeleton crewing this stuff. So all the clicking and posting and sharing and you know, it helps us. Your, a yeah, ton. It, it does. It helps us a lot. You know. Yeah, yeah. We do not have a team behind the scenes. Yeah, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. not yet. Okay. We're working on but, it, but. We're working on but that. we do have mutant yeah and they're supporting the show and um they're very happy to support the show it's awesome like you know they don't ask like i mean they see our numbers go up and we always tell them like oh yeah we're gaining subscribers and all that and but they're not like they're, they're not being corporate assholes about it they just want to help the show they know me and dusty are are you know true lovers of the brand and they know that our audience is their audience in a, in a lot of ways and they just want to be part of the fun you know so they're happy to be here and uh, we're happy to uh, pump out the codes dusty 20 big ron 20 go on iammutant.com north america only sorry everybody but we really find it fascinating that all you people from other countries are watching the show and like we've talked about before when we go to these expos like dubai and uk and stuff and you guys come and see us at the booth Really crazy shit. So thanks for all that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Oh, yep. oh, oh. So this is coming Scott. out. This show will most likely be the Wednesday episode, meaning Thanksgiving's the next day, meaning Black Friday is the day after that. You mentioned before uh, there's going to be a Black Friday thing for Mutant, right? Yeah, massive Black Friday thing on the site. I believe it's six days. Okay. It runs for six days. Nice. And uh, it's wow. 30% off. So get on Ooh. the Black Friday IamMutant.com website. 30% off. And they've also got a pretty cool thing going on. you got to go on the website, check it out. But you can win uh, one of 100 codes for 43% off. Ooh. And they'll mm. send you a code and you can Dusty shop 43. your nuts off. Yeah, yeah that's 43. There you go. <laughs> obviously. So, uh, obviously. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's uh, Black Friday. Does anybody have any Black Friday purchases planned? Like, is anybody oh. getting a new TV or upgrading their home stereo or doing something to their car or anything like that? Like, what's going on? Huh. Well, 
So here's the thing. Black Friday now starts in the States in around September. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw that. I mean, We're literally. clearing inventory out. Yeah. Putting tra- <laughs> well, I, I think what it is, I, I, this is my theory for real, is that all these companies realize that a lot of people have a, a limited income or a little bit of budget. Yeah. So it's like, we got to get their money before someone else does. So right. <clears throat> like just the other day, I, I bought two, two helmets and Ooh. two um, like Bluetooth setups in them. And I already have helmets, obviously. I just bought the bike that not that long ago, but I didn't love them. And then they popped up, and they were over two hundred bucks off. And I was like, "Oh fuck it, let's get it now." Yeah. So right. yeah, there will be lots. Um, I get little. I'm gonna call them soft nudges, and what I mean is, buy me this shit now from the girls. I'll just get right. like a. I just they're smart though. They send links. There no words, just easy. a link. Right. And then yeah, it, it, it says it underneath it, small light blue, and I'm like, oh, got it. <laughs> that's funny in case it's very helpful yeah. i i uh i i made a purchase the other day and it was already 50 dollars off huh. so i figured like i guess black friday i didn't even notice if it was like written on the site or anything i just when i put it in my cart it had it discounted 50 bucks so maybe their sales started but i bought an amp i there ordered a new guitar amp yeah yeah i didn't get i didn't get like you know the marshall stack you know um, you know, gig amp to actually like be a guitar player or anything like that. I got this really cool little practice amp. My practice amp is 30 years old. I got it in like the early nineties and it's been a great little unit, but they, um, uh, they have them now with the Bluetooth feature in them. Huh. So you can like play an album or a backing track and it comes out the speaker with your guitar. So hmm. you like play along. We could put a backing track on and practice over top of it. You know, like you know, blue some blues backing tracks sit there for an hour and you know work on your scales and you're playing along with a band. And, and I can do that with my headphone amp. I have a little headphone amp I can do that with. But during the daytime, I'd like to actually hear the sound coming out of a speaker. You know, like sure, not 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 just wear headphones all the time. I'd like to actually play it. You know, and hear it. You know, your neighbors will love and, that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, during the daytime, I can get away with a bit of it, right? So, there it works. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So I wanted a I wanted a practice amp that also had the Bluetooth feature. So I found one I liked, and uh, ordered it up. So yeah. What nice. about you, Scott? You buying anything? I did last night. Did you buy? Yeah, guns. I bought. Oh man, there's guns. there's one I really want. You bought a silencer and a hundred round magazine. No, yes. but I did buy a um, a muzzle device. So it's really hard to mount <laughs> i like how it's it's a gun like it's yeah. a gun thing for sure like, yeah, yeah it's my it's my fun stuff you know that's my yeah, yeah, my yeah. fun hobby stuff so and and so there's a lot of black friday stuff for gun stuff so it's hard to mount a silencer on an ak-47 they're made in third world countries they don't line up they just aren't made for all that but they have this muzzle device that i bought and i got like 20 percent off of it last night and so now, next step is get the silencer for the uh, the AK. Got to keep it, you know, bring the dust. You just got to get sorry, your AK just... a little quieter yeah. for neighborhood work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me, let me, let me point out urban combat, and you don't want to wake the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reduce your signature. That's the term, Ron. You reduce your signature. Signature. Yeah. I love this because Scott is like the nice guy next door. So while he's in Detroit, 
with his AK. He's like, hey, honey, we should probably silence this. I don't want to make, wake up the neighbor's dogs. Yeah, turn it down you a should little. put on some yeah. sort of muzzle suppression. It's really loud and bright. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, Reduce our signature. Yeah. Yeah, Reduce exactly. our signature. Less calls to the police, less less angry neighbors, yeah. less people noticing, less people looking out their front window wondering what's going on, just less overall attention. Yeah, just Easier much... disposal of the body. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And click. Done. There you go. And, <laughs> and strike from YouTube. Yeah, yeah we should probably um, so, delete most of that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, so real quick. Dusty said something that YouTube didn't like, and we had an episode demonetized. I oh. think it was either the C word, which we've used a million times, yeah, or or that he he sounded like he he jokingly referenced tuning someone up a little, <laughs> tuning them and, up. Uh, <laughs> That's a nice way. Yeah. A little, you have a little tuned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was interesting because I requested. I thought this must be a mistake, you know. There was zero drug talk in that episode. It was the the DC training episode. So I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to request this to be looked at, you know. And so I did. And I got the message back. Yep, it's still demonetized. So and, and I looked at the time reference. And it was, yeah, one of those two things. And he wasn't even saying he was going to hit somebody. He said people in Britain, you know, what is he like? He was like British people. He was like, they'll just tell you how it is. If they want to hit you in the face, like I'll just punch you, you know. And then he said that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he said, uh, you know, or you know, if the, if you are a c word, they'll tell you you're a c word right to your face. And YouTube didn't like that. So, that's funny. Yeah, that's I thought funny. that was a compliment. Yeah, me it too. was a context. compliment. Context. They need to See, use their freaking context clues. Yeah. So these are the people. So those people at YouTube that did that, that like you, you got a manual review, right? And they oh, still, yeah. 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 So there's an actual person who works at YouTube that did that. Yep. Those are the people that Elon fired at Twitter. Truth. Oh. Right. Okay. Like Elon went into Twitter and a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that, but his main goal was to get rid of all of those people. Okay. I like that. Like flush them out, make their life miserable, make them fucking walk. Yeah. And he got rid of, and then he fired a whole bunch of them. And I mean, that's a sh crazy shit show over there that I just find amazing. I don't know if you guys are paying any attention. I'm not even on Twitter, but I just find it like all the crazy shit coming out of it and how upset people are about different things. And it's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah, those people, those people at YouTube, like, ugh, yeah. If for some people, it's a constant battle. The gun channels I watch, they deal with that all the time. And some of them just get nuked. They just come to their channel and it's taken down. It's no longer there. It, you know, people don't realize, I guess the reality is it's so. It is a small bit of money that you make that I make through YouTube revenue, but it's the way that I can make this operate for me as a business is, you know, I'm generally putting in seven hours a day on the podcast on either editing, recording, recording and editing uh, interviews, uh, you know, setting things up, doing things from the back end, dealing with comments, all that stuff. So I do that. Part, I call that part-time, but it's really full-time. And then I do coaching full-time. But to make the podcasting thing actually generate income, I have to pull from a lot of different sources. You know what I mean? I have multiple streams between Patreons. That, you know, that's super helpful, of course. Thank you to everybody from Patreon. You know, YouTube yes. a little bit here. This code from Amino Asylum over there. Mutant is a huge help now. Uh, you know, uh, True Nutrition and our other sponsors. So, but it's like when you start taking those things away, it's like I literally worked for free on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is. It's just part of the game, though. 
You know, that's really what it comes yeah. down to is like you figure it out and then you just do it a little different next time. If it was that important, I would have re-uploaded it. But we already got the majority of views we were going to get on that episode. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I already went to the bank on that one. Okay. And now we have to start bleeping the majority of my All of it. show. All of Dusty will my get My mouth is moving. It just goes beep and then boom, which also reminds people I die. But anyways. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's, we'll just your, that's a, your signature. We'll have a special yes. episode of just Dusty's part of the show, and that'll be on a different channel. Perfect. Yes. Someone else, a channel you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy. So. We we had a lot of comments on our last couple episodes that we're going to get to now. And our first one was a comment that um, I was actually ahead of the guy. Like yeah. I had already thought of it. The second we finished talking about the Olympia and all the, you know, how the top five is probably going to be a, probably about the same top five. We kind of all agreed on that more or less. The one guy commented, these three are sleeping on Derek. Yes, he did. Yeah. And and it was funny because as soon as we finished the episode, I thought, "Fuck!" There's so many people we didn't talk about. We didn't, you know, we didn't like, we didn't uh, do any theoretical Derek Lunsford stuff. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he's totally right. We forgot to talk about that. Is there anyone else we forgot to talk about? So that's going to be our our opening topic here. So Dusty, you go first about Lunsford. Do you think we forgot to talk about him, or did is he not a thought of yours, or what do you what do you think is possible here? I mean. I think that with a waist as wide as his and shoulders so narrow, I just don't know that he can hang. He'll just get um, lost in the in the mandatories. Well, that's why they let him in without qualifying because he would have never gotten in any other way. So <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, so there's okay. that. No, actually, it's funny because I totally just blanked um, completely on him being in there. Um because if you guys remember, as soon as the Olympia was over last year, I actually had a part on the show where I said, Derek, please don't ever do the 212 yeah. again. Yeah, I remember that. Because yep. you're not coming in the way you could because you're shrinking down. And there is a point that I think a lot of people don't realize where you can be peeled, but you, you, can't, you can't come back and fill back out. Like there's a difference between coming into a weight and dieting through a weight. I mean, he was like a solid 230 yeah. and looked ready. That's yeah. just a, too much to give. <clears throat> and that's why I felt like he was, and this is relative because I'm comparing him to himself, but he was underwhelming knowing what he as an individual is capable of. Now, bring him to the Olympia. I don't think there's anyone he can't hang with. And I also struggle to move anyone out. That's the that's the part. wildest part. Is like, do I suddenly say, "Oh man, I forgot." Yeah, Derek's there. He's in. He's going to win, or he's in third. It gets to the point where you know we used to say that in the top ten. Like, how are you going to sneak into the top ten? Now it's starting to feel like that's the top fifteen. In the top five, it's it's really, and I know this is the most weak answer, but it's the truth. Like, it's going to be who absolutely nails it for prejudging. Yep. is going to be yeah. the magic. And I have a really hard time um, going voting against Hani with anyone, but definitely with someone that's as focused as Derek. So, you know, I, I will say I hope that he proves me wrong and bounces above some guys that I, that I didn't say. But at the moment, I'm like, do I see him beating Hadi? 
I don't know. Hmm. Um, he has that, but here's what the wildest thing. He does have better shape than anyone, in my opinion. Hmm. I mean, I think hmm. his shape is out of control. Like what, what angle does Derek get beat at when you're just thinking about the way muscle looks? So, you know, th- there's a one where I'm like, I don't know if he's going to make the top five. And I also won't be shocked if he wins the whole damn thing. <laughs> it's weird. So, what do you guys think? I, yeah. So he, I mean, he could sneak in there. It's, it's going to be really weird to see him on that stage. Cause we haven't seen him, you know, next to those guys. Um, so it's, it's going to be really good though, to see like the, you know, how much different can he look in, in one year? And there's, there was a few names like, we sort of mentioned Bonak because, you know, he was six last year, so his name did come up. But also, you know, I'm not to derail from Lunsford, but there's there's also Samson. Hmm. Like, I'm, you know when we were talking about who are we excited to see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lun- Lunsford and Samson, that's a good couple of names to say you're excited to see just because of, like, you know, how much different can they look in one year? Because Samson looks like he's a different person than the Arnold. Like, right. It looks completely different, and then Lunsford, obviously, without the weight cap. So we'll just like, you know, it's it's because uh, we kind of know what we're getting with a lot of the guys, yeah. right? Like, you know, if you say, "What do you think Hottie's going to look like?" Well, he'll look like Hottie, but maybe he'll be a little bit better or a little bigger or a little bit, you know, maybe he'll nail prejudging a little better or whatever. So we kind of have an idea what we're going to get from most of these guys. But Lunsford is a visual mystery, mm-hmm. and and Samson's like. Looks like he ate someone after the Arnold <laughs> last year. Fact. So, so those are two guys. Like a lot of the guys, you know, they could come in at their all-time best, you know, and that'd be fantastic. But those two guys are kind of like to me, um, going to be unveiling something that's definitely sort of new. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know everyone says that. Oh, you won't ever see anything like this year. You know, but a lot of times it looks a lot like last year. You know, <laughs> yeah. so. But that's you know maybe the cynic in me. But but those two names are are going to be really interesting to see. Obviously, there's a bunch of you know names that I'm not as familiar with that could be you know really great surprises. You never know when someone's going to make the top ten out of nowhere. You're like, Who's this guy? Yeah. So right. that's always a, that's always fun. But but yeah, those two names are definitely guys. And then you know looking at, I mean, I know he's not a thought of as a as a huge ma- mass monster, but um, I mean Brandau. He he looks oh, yeah. incredible. I love his like, shape just, too. Just all yeah, like you know. I, I just really will want to see him on stage and see how he stacks up now. You know, Chris sent me a photo of him the other day. So, um, and we're like, damn, you know, bigger than ever and rounder than ever, and you know, the joints and waist look smaller than ever. And it's it's gonna be gonna be cool. See guys like that showing up at their very best. You know, what about you, Scott? What do you think of Lunsford? Man, I think he looks. Uh, you know, let me put it this way. So, I feel like at this stage of being a fan of bodybuilding and and being a coach myself, you just you never know what's going to happen the day of. All you can do is try to be your absolute best that you can be, right? And like Dusty had said, I don't think that we've seen the best Lunsford we could. Because he had to suck down and make that weight class. And, and even after he makes weight, he really couldn't completely fill back out. That was just impossible in that length of time. He'd need like a couple weeks, you know, to to really be his best again. So regardless of where he places, like to me, it's not as important as seeing people be their absolute best. So it's going to be satisfying to see him 
be able to be his best. And and I just hope one of the mistakes I see people make at the Olympia sometimes is going to be as big and as full as possible. And I do know that in the 212 division, part of what I really enjoy about that is the constraint that these guys have to be like absolutely peeled and in shape and work to get there. You know, that's how we've ended up with guys like like Jose Raymond. Like think about how nasty he's looked on stage. You know, the, the, those guys were so incredible for their conditioning. Without that constraint, is he going to be as absolutely hard and peeled, those things that I love about him, you know, or mm-hmm. is he going to be softer and then to me, not his absolute best. So I, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the keys for me, um, which is, you know, just sort of because I like, I'm sort of a sucker for statistical stuff. You know what I mean? Like track records. Someone's track record mm-hmm. means a lot to me, you yeah. know? Um, so when I look at what happens when Hani coaches someone mm. that he actually believes can be the champion. Right. Right. When Hani gets his hands on someone and he believes that they can be the best in the world, that, I mean, look at the, look at the, the results of what happens, you know, when he, when he gets his hands on that lightning in a bottle guy yeah, where he can do what he really, you know, I don't know what it is. If he's got a mental, uh, a mental approach with some of these people, he meshes with some of these people really, really well at that level. Um, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, every coach has worked with all sorts of people that didn't win as well, but Hani has, you know, just like all the great coaches has an ability to connect with a certain type of athlete and it just, you know, click, 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 click. All the Sandows just roll in. We've seen it in all the divisions. And um, it's not even like, it's not just, oh, great athlete with great potential hired a good coach. Right. Well, no, there's lots of good coaches, but they really clicked. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, like Phil and Hani and what Hani's done with all the other divisions, like the figure and the, you know, all the divisions. How doesn't have Hani have Olympias in every single division? You know, it's got, I think, more Olympias, more Sandows than any coach technically. So, you know, that's a thing. That's a thing to me. It means something. Yeah, that's a good point. Here's This is a, not a new picture, but I just figured I'd throw this up here. This was July, uh, and he was looking. I mean, like, it's cool to see him looking that round and full now. And I could imagine it, seeing that. I can just imagine him bigger on stage now. You know what I mean? And that's going to be a cool thing to see. Yeah. Well, didn't he kind of look the best? of everyone at that Pittsburgh pro mm. like yes. condition wise and off like for be, being off season, he kind of looked the best, didn't he? Yeah. I remember that when they all guest posed, you know, obviously some guys are fucking off and fat and it's irrelevant because they show up looking fucking ridiculous at the show, but right. you right. know, it does help, does help a little when you look the best at the guest posing. Yeah. You know, a little bit of that. Yeah. He looked crazy there. Okay. What's next, Scott? We got. We did people have. People also liked our. They liked our gym series too, where we talked about equipment. They did. They, ooh, I have one actually. Oh. That would tie right into that. What's that, Dusty? I was just excited. You were pointing. Oh. It was. <laughs> wow. You snapped your fingers. I did because I thought of one that completely relates to that. You know, we were talking about. Oh, I got to throw this one up while I still remember. Michaela Acock. Watches the show. She commented. And she's been to Bob's ah, Fitness Complex in Nebraska. Michaela's awesome. Like, she speaks highly of it. 
but so let's talk about Michaela's conditioning for a second here. <laughs> and then Not we just laugh. That's a conversation. We just, yeah, we yeah. just mentioned we just her all conditioning laugh. and then we just laugh. <laughs> yeah. She's so, she. I don't know if you guys saw though. Like, I mean, it's it's the conditioning. Can you put a picture there. up, Scott? I'll find one. But yeah. she has actually completely changed her physique in the last year. Mm. Like, she her waist is down. Her legs are way up, and conditioning's always been insane, and it's more insane. I mean, and and this is personal opinion. I think she's the best female coach out there. I'm watching all these other. Uh, women's physique and, and bodybuilders that she's training just come in nasty, like all of them. So she's she's got uh, she's got something going on that uh, that is next level because and she's coaching herself. I mean, she's got you know I think Andrew Vu kind of looks in at the very very end and just gives his two cents on what she's doing, if I remember correctly. But I mean, this is all her training alone, prepping alone. Do you know what I mean? It's it's bonkers, and I mean, ugh, conditioning. She put up some shots the last couple of days. I'm like, yeah, okay. you're dusting everyone. Let's yeah, she's here. bonkers. Oh wow, you know what? I could probably do this better if I just do one of these. Look at this rear shot is off the charts. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Most guys don't get into that kind of condition. <laughs> well, no, this is this that's has been a, this is thing. this is something that's always been a thing though. Like these 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 females at that real high level yeah. conditioning just seems to be just ridiculous. You know? Yeah, that's the the glutes and hams there. That's just anatomy chart stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty hardcore. Okay. So yeah, about training stuff though, uh, we we talked initially about legs, right? And then we did back this last episode. Somebody kind of had a little bit of a follow up here. Kendall Thompson says, "Question for the next episode: What's a good substitute for leg press for a home gymmer? I use Meadow Pro Meadows programming and generally substitute front squats." for hack squats but haven't really found a good substitute for leg press sometimes i just use the safety squat bar for leg press well i, I mean there's some things you're just not going to be able to effectively recreate in a home gym environment you know i mean mm -hmm. to recreate a leg press you like technically the difference between a leg press and a squat movement is that you're you're extended or you're flexed at the hip right yeah you're, you know, with squat movements, you're extended at the hip and a leg press, you're flexed at the hip. So, I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world if you can't do a flexed at the hip compound quad exercise, you know, like you just have to do more squats and, you know, more safety bar squats and move your feet around and do a few sets with your feet wider and a few sets with your heels up and a few sets normal stance. And you just, you're just going to have to squat a lot. Don't necessarily think that you have to like find a way to mimic the whole like flex at the hip thing. I mean, it's just not practical, you know, you have to put something on your back and squat it like bend over. Like it just doesn't, you know, and don't worry about yeah. it. I would just squat more, just squat more, you know, or like single, like, you know, Bulgarian split squats, you know, like just find more variety in your squatting patterns. There's lots of things you can do in your squatting and lunging patterns and just make up for it on, you know, that way. Yeah, I think it's simple. I mean, you, you nailed it, Ron, which is just 
all that matters is you're hitting your quads. Yeah. You know, your knees flexing, that, you know, yeah, extending and flexing. It. So if you're smoking your legs in general, I mean, it's actually more than just your quads, but then you're good to go. Yeah. And yeah, you can do your variations like you're doing back squats, front squats, safety bar squats, good to go. So I don't know. I really think that was one thing COVID helped me with a ton and other people is like, you don't need all this shit. I mean, really, if you start breaking down and see how much a lot of people advanced during that timeline that were just that have become limited on their equipment, you're like, damn, I really don't need that stuff at all. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff you don't need. Yep. Yep. For sure. Legs is hard, though, at home. You know, like if there's any one body part that if as a home gym goer, if there's any one body part I'd want machines for or want to have a gym membership for, it would be. To be able to go in, like, just there's nothing that replaces, like, a nice leg extension, a nice hamstring curl, you know, all that stuff. Like, everything you can do with with machines. That's the one body part that I, and that's the reason when I built my home gym, it's, like, literally all leg equipment. Squat rack, obviously, yeah. that's multiple things. But then leg extension, hamstring curl, leg press, and hack squat. Like, that's all mm -hmm. the room I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, there's it's really hard to target legs without proper equipment where, you know, you could curl flower pots and really target your biceps. Yeah. You know, right. yeah. you could lift, you know, two gallon or three gallons of water in each hand for side laterals. And you could really get on your delts and fucking fry them out. If you had to like, to, I'm just removing all equipment. Right. Yeah. But yeah. what are you going to do for legs? Like how much water can you hold? Like how much, you know, like, what are you going to do? You know, how are you really yeah, going to yeah. do leg curls if you have no weights? Like they're just really, it's hard to just, you know, it's hard to target them and bomb them. It's easy to use them. Like you could push a truck up and down a hill. Yeah. But you know, that constant tension type training, you know, really fully overloading things. Yeah. Not bringing your cardio and endurance and everything else into it, you know, full body movements, that type of thing, you know, taking all that away, you need equipment. So I just saw a crazy home gym today. Speaking of uh, Victoria pointed out to me, her friend, and I think you guys probably know her too. Allie Mills. Uh, she's Canadian. Oh, yeah. Check yeah. this out, man. This is her home gym. This is one shot of her home gym. Oh yeah. Hold on. Sick setup. Yeah. Oh, there's more. There's more. It's all, she's got a ton of leg equipment. Here's Atlantis and hammer. Yeah. She posted this on Facebook. Cybex leg press, hammer V squat. It's literally an entire leg day. Uh, hammer hip press. Yeah. Atlantis seated leg curl. Atlantis leg extension. Yeah, that's a great setup. And then that's the other side. Hammer over there. side lateral machine. Hip extension, a chin dip assist. <laughs> that's a free huge motion. Bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's got an inner. She's got a. It's a she's got sign. an inner thigh machine. Yeah. Seated row. It's, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's a huge bitch. That's, that's a great poster or flag or whatever. That's yeah. a huge bitch. <clears throat> I hear that from the voice from Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. What do you say we go somewhere else? That's a huge bitch. That's from. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny. You mentioned that movie the other day. I just randomly looked at something and it was deuce bigelow playing i can't remember what screen it was but it was a scene where he's on the date with the girl who has tourettes 
Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot about it. I totally forgot oh, about it. Oh, no movie. way. And I just looked over and she's like swearing away in the car. Shit, piss, motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was so funny. Yeah. That's what a, classic. a classic movie. Oh, great show. Great show. You know? Okay. Okay. Did we answer the question there, Scott? Was that even a question? What were we talking about? Training yeah. legs. Yeah, training legs for somebody <laughs> in a, we in a the home question? gym. I, th- I think so. We didn't even answer that We never answer so. the question, actually. There we go. We just go on little tirades that have nothing to do with nothing. What's that, yeah, yeah. What's that squat movement? I was messing around with this for a while. You would do it with like a safety squat bar where you actually like hold onto the rack and you sit back a little bit. You know what I mean? And so you're yeah, not, I've seen people do that. I yeah. forget the name of that. I was doing those a couple years ago for a while. I feel like, and I feel like that's kind of more like Lake Pressy feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, just a yeah. variation of a squat, though, right? Yeah, and then I've even seen guys that had like handles on the rack. Yes, that yeah. you can like click into the rack. You know, you can put them on whatever, like click part of the rack you need, and then you can hold there. Yeah. You know, I think Branch was even doing those for a while. I remember seeing Branch doing them. I could see that. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a leg pressy feel, you know? I used a band. Like, I stretched a band across. And you couldn't, like, hold on to it firmly because you, you know what I mean? But you could. Oh, right. But it it was was a bit of support. Yeah, enough to, like, balance yourself a little. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Force a couple reps. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Next, next, you missed another YouTube one. Okay. Yeah, we got a a bunch of them. Um, Good. All right. Clifford's got one for us. Big question for you guys. How do you gents feel about homebrewing your own personal gear? Never did it. Never had any interest in doing it. Um, I knew guys. I knew a lot of guys who tried it and swore, oh, yeah, I made a bunch of stuff. It's awesome. And then I knew guys that like, yeah, I tried making stuff and fuck. It was a really bad scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they're like, who's going to take the first shot? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's, that's the key. I have to give mine to someone else and be like, "It's free." So if it fucks you up, it was free. Yeah, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, uh, Scott, you had a question for Ron that you made sure to send us that the guy has asked oh. seventy-seven times. I have it in here. Let me get back to that because he actually i I screen capped it twice this week. So that yes. I made sure that I could find it. It was. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure where it is because it's like in this big stack. But I, okay. I shall make sure that I, I get. Oh, it's next. Actually, Dusty. Boom. Easy go. enough. So I want to first say, Mark, thank you for your patience. Uh, he has asked this question a bunch of times. Uh, he says, gentlemen, great show as always. Would Big Ron be so kind as to comment on the guitar solo by McCready on Pearl Jam's Alive song? Um, is it uh, up there with his classics? Oh, and there's another one for you that I equally have missed, so I'll find that too. Yeah, that's something oh. that I was talking about. Yeah, wrong, <laughs> wrong that, one, but that, it was it was also like that's you talking about. No, but it's oh, okay. another another music song question. Oh, well, it's a. I mean, he wants me to comment on it. It's like a great song. I mean, that's one of the most important albums of all time. You know, ten. I mean, it's a great song. It's a great guitar solo. I haven't really put thought into it as to being like one of the greatest guitar solos of all time or anything. But I mean, like it, it, it I will definitely say, I know it. I can like hear it in my head. Cause I heard that song a million times, but it, it fits the song perfectly. And that's the key to a guitar solo is sometimes a guitar solo feels like it's like added to the song and it's not part of the song. You know what I mean? Like the song will have a vibe and then the solo will be like 
some wild like and it doesn't match the vibe of the song so i noticed that but that's not usually an issue with pearl jam they're they're they have restraint the solos serve a purpose they're not just to show off and stuff and they yeah i mean that's a that's a great song i'm gonna have a listen to that today and specifically listen to the solo again all right you know? for you mark i'll get the other one up here but i'm gonna just pull the next question while you guys uh cover this one i'll get that oh lucas has one for us about it. it's an over and under dusty you've got a bunch of over unders haven't you yes i do how much do you pay attention to stuff like going to bed at a set time eating pre-bed meal supplements etc well i yeah i've always been pretty ritualistic um like i've always been the type of guy that stayed up a bit late you know everyone always mm -hmm. kind of considered me a night owl but I was very consistent. So it was, you know, I would always go to bed around the same time. And I've always taken supplements before bed. I always have the exact same pre-bed shake. Um, you know, I always like have the same routine, you know, brush my teeth, blah, 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 blah. Like I never break that routine ever. Like I have a go to bed routine and it is never, ever, ever broken. So I'd say I'm pretty like fixed on it. Absolutely. I'm saying, but I mean, that's not a surprise at all, obviously. Um, <clears throat> I used to say when I competed, if you ever wanted to kill me, all you have to do is follow me today to know exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow. And then you can yeah. just kill me at the most opportune time. So you could like, literally come literally back. Literally everything was the same. Yeah. No, I yeah. never, I really never changed anything. Um, and now it's outside of the gym and stuff it's a little looser now but like you said the nighttime routines the morning routines exactly the same um yeah I, i've always that's i would say you know I, I when i think about like guys that like doing like macro dieting and stuff and i'm not one of those people that's anti that i mean it's the same thing but what i don't like is it seemed difficult to me to not just eat the same shit it was just easier. Like, yeah. Pure laziness yeah. made me eat. I was like, I'll eat the same thing. I mean, it's the same. When I go to restaurants, it's the same deal. I'm like, ah, steak and rice is fine. Yeah. I always eat. We're good. You know, yeah. I like ask yeah, them, I you, guys have, I you guys have jasmine rice somewhere in there that I don't see? Yes, we do. Perfect. Steak and rice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think that most people, and this is, I shouldn't use the word most, a lot of people have a lot of systems in their life that are successful. It's just easier to live a life of systems to me. I was just going to say that I don't know anyone who's been successful and happy and, you know, continually making progress. And also, like, the happy part can't be underestimated and, and without a lot of structure in their life. Like, the people I know that like go to bed without brushing their teeth once like sometimes like ah oh, i don't feel like taking my vitamins or brushing my teeth or washing my face i'm just crashing i'm tired like to me that's like oh no you just like you just lost a day of teeth brushing hmm. like you can't do that <laughs> agreed <laughs> like because i'm i'm like like for example like i think oh every day that you miss it a session of brushing your teeth is one day that one day you get dentures earlier mm. as an old man. Like, you know what I mean? Like you only get one set, like, fuck, you gotta take care of them. Like there's a panic. I have like a bit of a panic for 
all my routine. Like it's all part of what stabilizes my life and is super important. And I know like a lot of people think I'm super laid back, but because my personality is like that with a lot of other things and how I handle, you know, things. But when it comes down to like my actual schedule and how I live and, you know, there's parts of my day that are totally free time, but then there's parts of my day that are completely locked up and will never, ever change. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I just feel like, like I can't imagine, like I have so much going on and so many little things I'm working on. And, you know, I just can't imagine having, adding the chaos of taking routine away. Hmm. Yeah. That's what it is to me, you know? And it might, there might be something wrong with me. Like maybe there is like a dependence on that routine, but fuck it. It works for me, I think. So, you know, it's worked out so I, I like kind of sometimes, sometimes I envy someone that can just like, ah, I'm crashing, you know, like there's a little bit yeah. of like, ah, that's like almost like you're, you're, you're just like floating in the wind like an eagle. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like an eagle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just like throwing like all like, you know, caution, you know what I mean? Aside, you're just going to go to bed. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. You know, no matter how tired I am, I go to the bathroom, I fucking wash my face, I brush my teeth. If I could put my cream on my fucking blah, 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 I do my thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. All right, I found it. Thank you, Dusty, for resending that over to me. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. He says, uh, I imagine Ron just fucking short-circuiting when Dusty told him that someone was in the bathroom without shoes. Also, Scott, I know I'm wearing you out with this question, but I still need to know, and I don't know how to pronounce this need guy's name. Need to know. Yes. Where oh, John Frusciante. Frusciante ranks uh, amongst Ron's all-time guitarists who is this john frusciante is the guitar player for the red hot chili peppers oh okay duh yeah and he's a very interesting guy i think he comes from uh um i think his dad was a classical musician he's italian his last name's like really italian right and i think his dad was like a like a classical italian musician of some kind but anyways, Frusciante is like a guitar prodigy. Like he's fucking unbelievable guitar player. Hmm. And not just like, it's not like the Chili Peppers is, is that's what he does. He does like everything. Like he has a huge catalog of solo albums where he's made, purposely made. There was one year, I think it was like the mid 2000s. He'd left the Chili Peppers for a while. He left them twice, actually. He quit twice and then went back. So he's on his third stint with the Chili's. But he in one year i think he made six albums and every album was a different genre of music like he's like an amazing musician and i know on the guitar world list of the top 100 guitar players of all time i think john frusciante was in the top 20 if i remember correctly so he's very like well respected and he's unbelievable like he's like you know and he's a strat guy, so he's kind of, you know, he plays a lot of strats, and and so he kind of has, like, kind of got a bit of a Hendrix vibe to his sound, and he uses a lot of guitar pedals and a lot of effects, so he's got, like, this big palette of colors that he paints his tone with, and yeah, he's a really interesting dude. He's amazing, but I'm not a massive Chili Pepper fan. Like, it's not like I know all of his stuff. I just, I just know him, and he's, you know, yeah, he's great. 
Did he that that was the amount of information that Ron had on someone that he's not a huge fan of. Just so you know, <laughs> want to roll that out there. <clears throat> he knew his birth date, his dog's name, the fact that his aunt actually hates our show, and that's a guy he didn't know. <laughs> Weird. Sorry. Interesting. Think about this. Think about this. He. He wasn't the original guitar player. The original guitar player died after the EP. So they got John Frusciante in and they came out and they made their first like main album. Okay. And it was you know, really good. And then they made Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which was like the massive breakthrough in the early 90s with like Give It Away and Under the Bridge and all those huge Chili Pepper hits, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And during that tour, he hated, he, he couldn't handle the success. Like he was having like a Kurt Cobain thing. Yeah. Where he just could not handle it. Like he was short circuiting. And he left the band in the like near the end of the tour. He just fucking quit. And so they had to get another guitar player. Then the the Chili Peppers replaced him with Dave Navarro. Mm. And you guys remember Dave Navarro married Carmen Electra, right? Mm -hmm. He's from Jane's Addiction. So they replaced him with Navarro for like a a few years, made an album. And Frashante went, how's this? He went off by himself and became a heroin addict. Yeah. Yeah. So and wrote and and a solo musician. So he had this like crazy fucked up phase, and then of course he had to like rehab out of it, and then he came back to the band in like the late nineties, and they were like back together again, and it was awesome. Yeah, crazy. So I can't find the picture I was looking for, but it started ringing a bell. I saw. Um, you guys know who Annie Leibovitz is? She's a famous yes. uh, photographer. She's yeah. photographed like all sorts of great people. She's in, like New New York lore, right? Doesn't she like a New Yorker, like real famous New Yorker? Yeah, yeah. And she's done a whole bunch of stuff with famous musicians. This is one of the pictures I saw. This is at the Detroit Institute of Arts. And, and that's a really yeah. shitty blow up of it. But the other picture I saw of him was on the keyboard in the same setting. And you could see tracks all up and down his arms. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was a really dark picture from what i recall i can't find it now though but that's him uh in his living yeah room. yeah yeah unbelievable that's wild yeah it makes you wonder what that level of insane fame oh like it just cracks some people because it's not it's just think about it there's nothing in our millions of years of evolution that prepares us hmm. for any overload like being that famous. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like our brains aren't wired for it at all. Like just think of what we did for hundreds of thousands of years. We knew like 20 people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still do. You know? Yeah, you still do. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or you just knew like your village, right? Everyone, every, you knew everyone yeah. in your village yeah. or whatever. But, you know, you get something like that and the brain just, some people, man. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else okay. we got here. Dusty, I feel like this one is yes. for you. Um, let's say in another universe, we got every single Mystery Olympia to date at their best and have them compete for the Mr. We'll call it the Mr. Olympia Olympia title. Um, who would Mr. Be num- Galaxy. It's there, Mr. Galaxy. There you go. Who would be number well, one? Well, actually, Mystery? Universe is bigger than Galaxy. So Universe is the biggest title. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, my knee jerk is always the same. 
Ronnie Coleman at his best. Yes, that right. That's what I figured. I just yeah. can't. Like, I can't get past Ronnie. Um, but like I said last week, it would be cool to see him and Phil next to each other at their best. I still think Ronnie was yeah. too much, to be honest. And, and someone commented, which I have to call them out because it's my freaking way of life. Um, they compared me saying that, that – or I guess us saying that Rami was winning on size. And then he's like, I can't believe you would say that and then say Ronnie's the best ever. That's all he had was size. And he goes, and conditioning. And I'm like, yeah, right. And shape. Yeah. And roundness. <laughs> oh, boy. You really got to watch body line. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my knee jerk is Ronnie. Um, what about you, Ron? Yeah, 2003 Ronnie. I, I just can't. I can't get past 2003 Ronnie and the only things I've ever seen that rival 2003 Ronnie would be like seen with my own eyes would be mm -hmm. you know like a 2012 Phil Heath would be like the next closest thing that I've ever seen to that you know right. what I mean as far as just being like well Phil was technically more complete hmm. <laughs> technically Right, because he yeah. had better calves. <laughs> He's technically more yeah. complete. He got you all know, the way like, down to the calves to find. Yeah, I also noticed that he had a better manicure. Um. <laughs> yeah, like the, the little things, right? The little things, you know. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, I saw ninety-three Dorian. He was ten days after the O. But I mean, I saw the fucking physique. You know, ten feet away from me, guest posing ninety-three Dorian before the bicep tear. You know, so that's like burned into my head. But I also wonder, like. You know, what did my brain do with that memory? Because I've also watched lots of podcasts on how accurate are our memories actually, you know, right. like how bad eyewitnesses are and how terribly unreliable accounts of events are and all that. Yeah. So you, you, I've had I, I, I'm aware of like my own memories and how crazy some of them are. And you wonder how accurate they are. But it's hard to say. But I'd say, oh, three, Ronnie, 2012 or 13, Phil Heath. And um, I mean, I haven't really seen anything that comes as close like you know, oh nine Cutler was obviously unbelievable, but you know, I still like, you know, Cutler had some injuries at that point still like his one lat was mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, a little bit banged up and, you know, so there were imperfections in the physique. He just kind of came in and like overwhelmed everybody by, you know, but that's cause Cutler's smart and he knows that. So he comes in as big as he fucking possibly can and as shredded as possible, you know? So that's yeah. why he won. But, but we all look at the, at the waistline and the structure and, you know, Ronnie and, and Phil were, were, I think, the two top guys. Agreed. All right. Okay. This is an important one. Um, you have to contest prep. No, it could be. It could be. Damn, I was close. You have to run <laughs> oh, a fuck. contest like prep but diet based only on foods and drinks found at a gas station. <laughs> what are your picks and why? <laughs> I wow. like this. Okay, now, wow. now, so is it a QT? I need a little I mean, which bit. Which gas station is it? Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's are, a good one. Do you are you are like I take it you're not able to cook anything. Like, can you buy eggs at a gas station and go cook them at home, or is this like you just have no. to eat at the gas station? I think you have like to eat at the gas station. But but okay, a good let's gas say station. you're not allowed to cook. Yeah, but a good gas let's, station. Let's say you, you know they do have. Yeah, let's say let's say let's say you're sleeping. That you're sleep, you're crashing at a place that has no kitchen, so you you have to buy your food. Like you have to eat at the gas station. Yes. Okay. Right, I well, say you go. 
I say you go keto and you live on chicken wings. Hmm. <laughs> good, good choice. Good choice. That's actually a feasible option. Mm. Or whatever their fucking thinking, meat is. Yeah, hot dogs. I was actually thinking the higher <laughs> fat options too. Um, but the gas station that I go to actually does deli sandwiches. So they have like boar's head meat at the gas station also. So that's that's a helpful situation. I can listen to normal meat at the gas station. There's boar's head meat and fucking mystery wieners. Boar's head's good. God knows what. Boar's head's good. Yeah, that's the thing. You got both ends of the spectrum. You know, yeah. The best meat and the worst hot dog are in the same place because (laughs) they know that people like me exist that do both. (laughs) So they're like. This guy on the way out is going to want a hot dog with cheese in the middle. It's perfectly fine to have that. Right. Here. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? What are the what macros on beef jerky? You know, Ooh, we're, yeah. Oh, that'd be a great we're, option. We're some beef great jerky. option. Yeah. Got some beef jerky in there. Man, it'd be expensive. You know? It's an expensive prep. You know? That That's all right, though. Yeah, I'm just Nobody said he wasn't yeah. rich. He's yeah. just yeah. at a gas station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're just stuck. You know? You're just stuck. What about... Yeah, I mean, and I mean, there is like... Um, you could buy those little. Can you like? Let's say you can get those little, those little mini boxes of cereal. Get those little, little and pour some skim milk. Oh on yeah, them. yeah. Like, yep. You got those, those carbs. Yeah. Is it milk protein Don't in be. there? Get the skim stuff. Count the carbs. Oh, they, they, yeah, protein they got, uh, Greek Greek yogurt at gas stations is a yeah, thing really. now. So. Oh, do they? Oh well. Oh yeah. That's that's very helpful for macros. Yeah. Get the protein up and yeah. nothing else. Yeah, they've got. I mean, if you think, like, start thinking about it in your head walking on a gas station now because the world has well, changed sell, enough that, like, you can get fruit yeah. at those places now. I mean, like, you can absolutely. get low carb protein bars. You can get, like, Quest bars and shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yep. can. And you can so get you could work. generic, uh, weird named boner pills, too, for, you know, whatever. <laughs> You can get them. <laughs> just just point it out. You can get them there. Just point them out. <laughs> just saying they got a big assortment. There you go. Yeah. Before you get on stage, take I like the, this. He's uh, got a pump product. Your, yeah, your, 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 your yeah. NO product. Get exactly. your NO product. Yeah. Those oh, boner God, pills. That's no, no, no citrulline malate around. <laughs> just, just take get a some pill. of them gas station boner pills. Here's the intro clip. It's a regular I, I love, thing. I have clients when they start with me, they send their list and they're like, Cialis. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you telling me yeah. this? Like, oh, I take it before I train every time. I'm like, oh, do you get headaches? I would get a headache from the well, fucking I'd blood pressure. I'd be walking around with fucking raging hard-ons all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm already <laughs> on the verge, Jesus. Dusty. I'm already on the verge. <laughs> you know, all you would I'm need already like pump. just teetering on the verge, you know? <laughs> Why did Ron so turn funny. all the fans off in the gym? He does not want a stiff breeze in here. It cause a real fucking no, no. problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had a couple of clients who are like, yeah, just take one of those five milligram Cialis every day. I'm like, yeah. you're like 24. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, just do it for the pump. I'm like, like you're you're on boner pills. Like you're 24. Just don't bother. Like fuck, you should be all right. There Eat should some- be. Come on now. Are, is this too old school? Do I sound like a grumpy old man? There should be like a certain level you can get to in your life before you need boner pills. Like, come on. You're fucking. You've, you're taking the wrong gear, or you're fucking up your estrogen. But if you need boner pills when you're in your 20s, if you're on testosterone and you need boner pills and you're in your 20s. Yeah. There's something wrong. Like, figure it out. Oh, come on now. Oh, my now. God. Did I, did I tell you about the old man in my gym that, that brought that up to me one day? 
he was asking about transcend and he was like, do I, can I get testosterone from them? And I said, of course at your age, no problem. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like, well, can I still use Viagra? And I was like, yeah, you could still use Viagra. He goes, you know what bothers me about those commercials? I was like, what? He goes, you know, they say at the end, if you have an erection lasting more than four hours, go see a doctor immediately. He's like, I don't need another doctor. I need another broad. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm looking uh, at Matt. He's looking at me. We're like, I don't know what to say right now. This guy's like 80 years old. I swear to God. I'm like, that's great. I that's got a, goals that's now. Good, I got goals. That's a good 80 to be. I like that 80. That's He's a good doing place well. to be. Yeah, and it's right, a good dude. age to be taking boner pills. You know, you're at that age. Yeah. yeah. And Fuck. testosterone. And test. Absolutely. <laughs> and testosterone. Yes. Okay. That's my quote of the day, though. If you're in your 20s and you're on testosterone, there's something wrong if you need boner pills. Trust me on this, guys. So Drop the DECA. Taking way too much Drop Arimidex, sure. fix the issue. Fish, fix the issue. Yeah. So we should try this. I feel like we need somebody to volunteer. Not the boner pills. The doc, I, like, the, I don't want to do this. The contest diet in a gas station. Uh, we need like three people to volunteer. Each of us will coach one of them. And then we'll do a contest at the end. They all have to live in the same Can we do city. a bulking diet as well <laughs> at the gas station? You know what the easier. funny thing is? It'll be easier. You know what the funny thing is? I, because I'm such a believer in total calories and just food volume, yeah. I'm less worried about getting in shape and more concerned about my blood work mm. eating from a gas station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know that. I think I'd get, I, I could get in shape because I could just starve. I could just eat like, you know, three chicken wings per meal and I'd fucking just starve and just get fucking peeled. I, I don't yeah. give a fuck. You can also get like but, the the fat burners, like uh, ephedrine. They have like yeah. a stack of yeah, pills fucking there too. drinking gas station or trucker fucking energy drinks all day. Yeah. And just, <laughs> just fucking <laughs> melted off, off. Chicken wings. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but, but then I wonder what the... that. Lovely. Yeah, <laughs> but then what's your blood work look like after 12 weeks, right? Like, oh, son, you've that been living at a gas the, station. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Super Size Me movie right there is what that is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Only yeah, appealed. That's a good one. You follow the guy for the whole twelve weeks. He's like psychologically just changing because he's just like. Plus, gas station culture is like affecting him. Like he sees the gas station people every day, and he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, all affected. Yeah, you know, sure. He's like, that's, I started, a, that's a real thing. I started smoking. It helps to suppress my appetite. You know? <laughs> he started, he's, at the end of the prep. Yeah. He's chain smoking. <laughs> okay. All right. More important stuff okay. here. We have more important stuff. Uh, another great cast today. Always a good laugh in there somewhere. Um, here's a good question for Dusty and Ron. Um, well, more for Ron. Considering you boys were moving big weight and doing big eats when you were competing, you guys have do you guys have any squat rack shit stories for the crew? Valentino uh, cannot be the only one who would shit himself going heavy. I almost did today doing squats. Ass to grass, man, ass to grass. Wow. Oh. I'm glad this was mainly Ron. Like I, yeah. I feel like he was saying odds are Ron has shit himself. <laughs> I feel like Ron is the kind not. of guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that definitely shits himself in the gym. I have definitely ahead, had 
I definitely have had a couple of sharts <laughs> training legs. <laughs> but no like no like like there's a difference between a shart and like actually shitting yourself, you know, where you like fill your diaper. Right, I've never like <laughs> diaper. Never, yeah, you know why do you wear a diaper? You know what I mean? Just no, no, but that's the term. You know, like, like actually shit yourself. Yeah. Like, I've never actually like filled my pants on the leg press, you know, or anything like that. But there's been a couple sharts. Like you're leg pressing and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I think that. What do you do in I that? What I do you do in that moment? Well, if you shart, if you have controlling you your sphincter, you finish the set. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but what do you do? I after seem to that? remember you finishing the set. You, yeah, you just excuse you yourself. Boxers. Well, sometimes it's just a minor, like just a little, little shart, Dusty. You got to use your, you know, <laughs> little, little shart. You can, you know, you can, you can clean that up enough to justify finishing your workout yeah. than just getting out of there, you know? I mean, Let's I'll see. put it this way I never shit myself bad enough. I had to go home. <laughs> That's good. There you go. That's good. It's good. It's good. It's good to know. Uh, I'm glad that was more for Ron because I've definitely never shit myself. You've never shit yourself, way, Dusty, not before. once. Not once. No, you got a little upset tummy. You're second guessing the I, set of leg press. My my whole life was the same schedule. So like, how would I possibly have an upset stomach? I ate the same shit every day. Yeah. See, yeah. I did stuff. Yeah. I I actually remember training really hungover one time. I went and got Ooh. drunk with my buddies. And it was supposed to be leg day the next day. I was younger, like in my 20s. And I remember it was just one of those days I just fucking said, ah, fuck, we had a beer. And I was like, this, I'm actually having fun. I never have fun with the boys. Fuck it, two beers, three beers, shots come out. I said, fuck it, I'm getting hammered. I know, you know, I, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I was. I yeah. did not drink, right? I didn't drink. So there'd just be the random time that there'd just be this little window of fun, you know, sitting on the patio in the summer and just, like just one, once in a while, I'd catch a little fun, you know? And I remember the next day I got up and I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, I have to go do legs. Like, I have to. Oh, God. Like, it's, I, you know, I have to. I, I, I can't not do it. So I, I went in there and I remember some of the older guys in the gym were like, dude, you smell like fucking booze. Ooh. Like it was coming out of me. And then I remember being when you started sweating, yeah. it probably just got worse. Yeah, know? fucking vodka and rye just coming out of Ooh. me. And 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 so so you know, I did stuff like that. So if you live, you live, you know, you do stuff, you punish yourself like that, you're gonna shit your pants occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the quote of the day. We've had three quotes of the day so far. We do. Like I don't even know what to do. In. I don't even know how to start the show now. So many options. No. But but like that's a long time ago. That's a whole nother life shit my pants in the gym whole nother life <laughs> just so you guys know i would shit my pants in the gym in a while, in a while. No, doesn't even seem doesn't even seem like the adult me back then so yeah all right another real good one here from lee question for the next episode who would you guys like to choose to have on the podcast but they can't be from the bodybuilding world oh god oh. i can think of a million yeah a million. Ah. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to go. I'm skipping the easiest one um, for me, at least. But I would like to have Tim Grover on because I'd like to have more in-depth understanding of what he did with his athletes. Because he worked mentally and physically with them on a level that a book can't possibly encompass. 
and neither can all of his interviews and stuff. And and he has he literally has a career that no one else in the world has. Who's Tim I mean, Grover? Teams, you know, Tim Grover, yeah. Michael no, Jordan's trainer. Either. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he trained Kobe, Michael, D Wade. Um, last year, um, he I mean he got a Super Bowl ring this year for his help. Uh, on the mental aspects right. of things. I mean, okay. yeah, he's he's something else. Yeah, he's written a couple of really, really good books. Oh, man, yeah, he'd be great to have on for sure. Now you guys need to follow him, by the oh. way. You must. Interesting. Great, great follow. Okay. And you need to read those books. He has, like, phenomenal. I mean, really, I think his books are – I actually have clients read them sometimes if they need them to, like, break through a little bit figure out where they are uh, versus where they think they are. Because most people have – it's weird. You know, I, I feel like a lot of very successful people experience imposter syndrome at a lot of stages of their growth. And in reverse, a lot of people are the opposite. Like they really see themselves as these killers in training and business and success. And I'm like, oh, no, you are not that. I know who he is now. That. But you're not that. You told me about yeah, him before a couple couple of years ago, and I watched a bunch of his stuff, like a bunch of interviews that he did, mm -hmm. like uh, that were published on YouTube and stuff. Not YouTube interviews, but you know, appropriated mm -hmm. for. It was good. It's good stuff. Yeah, he's fantastic. What about you guys? Damn, I'm having a hard time with that. I guess not from the bodybuilding world. I would sort of like. I guess you know you still went with like the coaching. You went with the coaching thing. I would, I would, I would maybe do something just purely selfish for myself. I would maybe have like one of my favorite musicians on that I've I've trained to over the years. You know how like mm -hmm. think of a band, think of a band like ACDC. Think of how they wrote rock and roll for forty years, right? Yeah. They they didn't set out to be the band that got played at every playoff fucking hockey game and every playoff NBA game and every fucking clutch moment. They didn't set yeah. out to be that. They're yeah. not even athletes, really. Yeah. But I would interview them from that perspective. Like, how do you feel about being part of, like, intensity culture, I'd call it, you know? Like, right. all these people using your music to, like, do superhuman shit. You know, you're part of that list of musicians where your music made it into gyms and gym culture. And, you know, just think of all, just think, of, you know, when you watch Blood and Guts and Dorian's got like the Pearl Jam album blasting during mm -hmm. Shoulder Day, you know, like Pearl Jam doesn't know what Dorian Yates is. But if you think about it, it's pretty cool for your music to be used yeah. by all the people that are doing the craziest, most superhuman stuff, you know. Like, what do they listen to before they do this? What do they listen to before they do that? You know, think of all the guys listening to music before a game. We used to put Metallica on in the in the locker room and blast it on the ghetto blaster and get ready for the football game, you know? You guys and, are listening um, to Metallica in war, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking think of soldiers. Yeah, they're blasting those fucking songs out of the stereos in the tanks while they're fucking blowing <laughs> shit up. And, you know, like, you know, like it's just all that crazy shit. You know, I, I would, I would maybe interview a musician just, you know, from that point of view and ask them those types of questions. And, hmm. you know, when did you realize you guys were part of like playoff hockey? <laughs> <laughs> He's you like, know? what's that? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, or like just think of all the big soccer games in Europe, and yeah, just it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I imagine as an artist, it's it's interesting to realize that like your song is getting used by, you know, a UFC fighter going to the ring. Yeah, like fuck. Oh yeah, you know that sort of thing. I find that interesting for sure. I'm thinking, what about something really fun, like entertaining, and I'm imagining. A comedian, because a like a good comedian can really talk about anything. So we could do a bodybuilding podcast with Tom Segura. Like he knows how to lift weights. Yes, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Oh, Let's yeah. get him in here, and like he'll share his experiences about training, and it's gonna be funny as fuck too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll have stories, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we'll talk about eating protein. He'll talk about meeting some bodybuilder dude that was like all jacked up looking in his take on it. You know, it'd be, it'd be a fun podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. A comedian would be funny. Plus comedians, comedians are, you know, they're sort of like of the people, you know, right. They're, 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 they're all like down to earth, like comedy club, you know, grungy comedy club people at the end of the day, that's the, where they all come from. So they're pretty, pretty easy to relate to others. I find. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Did okay. hey, did you see on that note, Ron? Did you see uh, Stevo on on Rogan? Oh, the like the newest one. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. So he he's went into I guess for a while now, but he's been doing comedy, huh. uh, stand up. And it's funny oh, that you just said okay. that because I agree with you. But what's interesting is they were talking about how in. <clears throat> The stand-up world, when you come in and you're new, and probably even worse for him because you're new and you're famous, everyone hates you. And they're fucking mean, and they don't want you to do well, and all this stuff. And then on the flip, like MMA, like my mother could go into like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu place and sign up, and like the best guys in there would come over and be like, hey, let me know if you need any help with anything. Mm. They'd see her do the most basic thing. And make sure to congratulate her. And like, it's very, you know, it's it's a very tight knit thing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the levels. And I found that interesting to hear them go into that. And it made me think about bodybuilding. Because I feel like that's an area where we kind of split down the middle. There's some people that are, that are, you know, that are that way. But there are a lot more of us. You know, for example, that are like, fuck you, back when we were training, the only thing you worried about was going to the goddamn gym. You didn't bring cameras in you and take boner pills about your Instagram. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was an it, it was an interesting thing that kind of made me think a little bit because it's like, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about legacy, it's what you pass down to people and what they can use. And I know because I've been there, obviously, before with Ron, like, there's probably nothing more humbling than when someone walks up to us and they'll say like, man, I've, I've learned so much because of you or my career or my bodybuilding is so much better. You've helped me so much and you've never met them. Yeah. You know, so, you know, just something that ran in my thought of, cause, cause you guys were talking about the comedian. It's just, it's weird to me. Like, what is everyone that comes in a threat? Hmm. Like, why would you not want them to do well? Plenty of room, plenty of money. Like it's odd to me. Yeah. I know one thing in comedy that happens that really pisses people off and like crushes a lot of comedians is when a new comic shows up and they just happen to be the right fit Mm. and they get a sitcom. 
Right. Like they come and they do the, they're, they're at the comedy store for like a year and all of a sudden they've got an NBC pilot and like a sitcom and the other comics are like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it fucking kills some of them because they've been grinding away, talking to TV executives. You know, maybe they were on Letterman, did the spot on Letterman. They did a spot on Leno. They've been on TV, but they're just not getting the fucking TV show, you know? And then someone comes in, boom, TV show. And they just fucking mm. hate that. Mm. Fucking hate it. So, <laughs> and they root for the pilot to not get picked up. Like, Hope that guy's show doesn't get picked up. Hope that guy's show doesn't get picked up, you know? So that's how it used to be anyways. And that's funny. That's funny. Okay. Okay. Um, what else we going? What else we got going on? Do we're YouTube deep in this one, man. I had a few more, but we we were at that. We were past the uh, our boundaries. We're well past for for the one episode per hour. Mark. Eh, I see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We went over time. It's all right. That's okay. Sorry, I got guys. a bunch of questions for the next episode, so we'll be fine. Nice. Beautiful. Okay. You guys. You guys getting excited for the the Olympia? Yes. It looks like we're going to work out something interesting, hopefully. We've got something yes. something really fun for the Olympia that we're hoping to do. We will have more details soon if we can make it happen. Right, yes. Scott? Yes, I'm excited okay. about that. We'll need to make like announcements very soon for that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll need to do that. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Remember, IamMutant.com, 20% off with Big Round 20 or Dusty 20 or... Do yourself an extra favor and wait for the Black Friday sale coming up and it's 30% off. And um, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. There you go. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>